I'm joined now by business reporter Ananzaki. Kia ora. Sparks profits have tumbled. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, that's as the company plans to invest for growth as it copes with higher costs and weaker demand. The company's reported a headline profit for the six months ended December of $157 million, compared to the previous year's $837 million. And previous year included a gain of $584 million from the sale of its Towerco business. Excluding the adjustments, revenue is up slightly to nearly $2 billion, along with a 4% gain in underlying profit. Chief Executive Jolie Hodson says the company wants to capture more of a growing market in digital and mobile services. Key area of growth for us is in mobile. We already have cloud business that is returned to growth in this half as well. And we have a stable broadband business too. So if you stand back in the short term, they're key drivers, but our IoT business is growing, which is part of that high-tech new area and it continues to grow year on year on year. And health, while it's been more challenged in the Last six months, there was in some of that uncertainty. We still think if you stand back from that and you look at digitisation of government, that's still an important part of growth into the future. And the company's expecting full-year underlying earnings between 1.22 and 1.26 billion. Meridian Energy has reported a lower half-year profit, largely because of losses on hedging contracts. But the company sees higher retail and wholesale sales drove an increase in operating earnings. Bottom line profit was down 5% to $191 million, but revenue rose 44%, supported by higher generation income, as wholesale prices rose and as sales improved. Physical generation fell 4% following a drier winter and a wet spring, with the company highlighting transformer reliability issues and reduced capacity from its West Wind Farm and the Manapodi Power Station. Chief Executive Neil Barclay says it's confident there'll be enough power ahead of winter. That's the driver. We really need to get at least one of those machines operating so that we're back to you know, six available machines at Manapuri. Six is about the most we ever run um, because of consent conditions around how much water we've got available to run through the power station. So if we can get one of the two operational by winter, um, then that'll you know go a long way to ensuring that security of supply this winter is. We're confident that we can maintain it. Neil Barclay says the summer has been wet in the South Island and the hydro lakes are at average levels. He says no deal has yet been reached over a long-term supply agreement with Rio Tinto over the TY Point aluminium smelter. The head of the soon-to-be-closed Productivity Commission says the country needs a broad-based approach to improving overall living standards and economic growth. The Commission's chair, Ganesh Nana, says to learn through a media event the body was to be axed was cruel and thoughtless, and there's been no contact from the responsible minister, Nicola Willis, other than a letter. But he says the substance of the Commission's work needs to be retained and a broad-based approach that looks beyond narrow economic statistics and thinking is needed to make productivity gains. For those who want to leave economics in the silo as the sole, I suppose, um, property of business, have a very narrow view of economics and, dare I say, a very narrow view of productivity. And it hasn't, that narrow view has not served us well. Uh, in the past has done us a lot of harm. Economics does not operate in a silo. Businesses don't operate in a silo. They are both part of our community. If we 
want economics and businesses to survive. They need to recognize their role within communities, within delivering, whether you call it well-being or whether you call it incomes and good jobs, to that broader community. That is our role. That's Productivity Commission Chair Ganesh Nana. It's shutting its doors tomorrow with around 20 staff losing their jobs, although there's no sign yet of the Ministry for Regulation it's being replaced by. A New Zealand tech startup has secured multi-million dollar funding from Silicon Valley. Cloud-based market researcher Tracksuit has announced a $22 million investment with two big funders, Altus Ventures and Footwork, coming on board. Tracksuit's chief of staff, Dan Danilov, says the money will fuel its growth in the, lar- in the large American and UK markets. We honestly could not be more excited. Um, the, just the calibre of, of people that we've managed to bring on as partners in this round, um, Altos Ventures and Footwork, who are legendary um, investors out of, out of Silicon Valley in the US and just have deep expertise in scaling software companies across the world and just stoked to have people um, people of their calibre on board. Dan Danilov says Tracksuit's valuation following the latest investment is now $150 million. The company's marketing tools are already used by sharesies and by more than 4,000 companies in Australia, New Zealand and the US. Well, let's check in on the financial markets now and we're joined by Vanessa Otang of Jardin. Good afternoon, Vanessa. Big day, of course. Uh, we've got the Reserve Bank OCR decision this afternoon. How's the market looking ahead of that? Well, the Index 50, we're flat today at 11,696 points. Um, however, notably, we have Vista Group, the cinema software provider. They provided a positive result today, and so they're trading at $1.61. So they're up $0.09, cents, which equates to up around about 6%. We also have Heartland Group. They're trading at $1.23. They're up $0.05, cents, so up 4.2%. You also mentioned Spark there. They're trading at $5.07, so they're down $0.02. Cents which equates to negative 0.3%, and Meridian. They're at $5.74. They're down $0.05, cents, so down 0.9% today. OK, how's it looking over in Australia? Over in Aussie, the A6200 is flat also. We're at 7,663 points. Notably, we have Flight Centre. They made announcements today. They're trading at $20.25. So they're down $1.48, which equates to negative 7% in today's trading. Okay, how's the dollar looking ahead of the cash rate decision? The New Zealand dollar against the US is trading at 61.71 US cents, 94.30 Aussie cents, 48.64 British pence, 56.91 Euro cents, uh, 92.87 Japanese yen and 4.44 Chinese yuan. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Sure. The 90-day bank bill is at 5.75%. The 10-year Treasury bonds are at 4.9%. Looking at the oil, we've got the Brent crude at 83.13 USA barrel, and the spot gold is at 2,030 US dollars an ounce. Thank you, Vanessa. That's Vanessa Otang of Jardin with our market update. Uh, just enough time to tell you that the Commerce Commission has approved Transpower's near $400 million proposal to strengthen the national electricity grid. But a question mark remains over the need for an undersea high-voltage direct current link 
to connect the na- to connect the national grid between the North and South Islands. And of course, the, as I mentioned, the Reserve Bank is due to announce the official cash rate decision at 2pm this afternoon. It's widely tipped to hold rates. We will bring you that decision as it breaks and updates later 